0: So, what up, everybody? It's it's episode 25-ish of the Mental Matters Podcast. Yes. And we are here with some really dope guests today. Yep. Hold
1: on. Okay. Well. That was our (laughs) our signal.
2: (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. Oh, man. So, what's going on, everybody? This is a very special event, and we are here... With some really dope friends So first and foremost is Richard here Jarrell is here of course And what our lovely ladies like to Let the people know who we got here with us
3: So for our audience of She2STEM
1: It's Jessica And Elena hey, And today we're a duo Kayla just got an empty chair And I'm kind of oh. sad about it
3: We don't got no song from Kayla But I heard Richard sings So
0: I do sing Spirit. What we got what
2: up though That's what <laughs> you usually say <laughs> What up I what thought it was about to be like special All right, special. I thought it was about to be a freestyle Kayla style. do a new song every time She do a freestyle
0: oh.
1: Every time
4: Well Or I a car prep
1: Cause I ain't got nothing <laughs> new
0: at all yeah. That's fine That's fine uh, How's everybody doing? How y'all doing like seeing your outfits?
4: Yeah, y'all, y'all matching and everything. No, we're not. Not really. We all got we sweats. The level. people can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> you raise right. 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 uh,
1: all the way. This is the coziest room right now. <laughs> I know. I just want to be here. I don't want to go
3: back to life.
1: You don't want to go back to life. No, no, I'm stressed
3: out. It's too stressful. <laughs> oh, no. Everything's too
0: hard. We're going to get through this. I promise.
3: I don't believe you.
0: <laughs> Why <laughs> you don't believe me? Have I ever let you down?
3: I just can't believe in anything right now. I'll be back in a few months.
0: Oh well. Well, until then, we'll, we'll try to get through this and let have less stress with you seeking so. Anyway, so I guess we can properly properly close out Black History Month in the right way. So, um, we wanted to have a discussion about what it truly means to be young gifted and black in the age of our in the Lord and Savior. With all the trash stuff going on around <laughs> us. But mm-hmm. most importantly, I think to properly kick this thing off is we we gotta redefine exactly what that means to be young, gifted and black. So Okay. Yeah.
4: So who better me. than my main <laughs> man's right here? <laughs> young, gifted and black. I mean, and what does that mean to you? Uh I don't think it's something that you can actually define. I mean, it's just like all around us. It's kind of like like air. You know, it's like it's just it's just all around us. But, I mean, looking at like my friends list down on Facebook and my timeline all the time, I see like so many people from our generation like redefining the city and mm-hmm. redefining what that young gifted and black means to the city of Detroit. Right. So I got buddies who I used to play you know, basketball with. We won titles together, even though it wasn't professional. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was out but, here winning them the Detroit Powell trophy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> Divina, Look, won, Detroit now. Powell came up. They got a brand new
3: um, stadium, arena, I know, ballpark, whatever bad. you want to call it. I'm
1: just saying, but you know, them the leagues, everybody get a trophy. Yeah, we got a <laughs> oh trophy. My Participation trophy.
4: I still got that. Well, actually, it's at my parents' house. But, yeah, I mean, I see them there out here, like, owning businesses, you know, doing catering companies, um, owning uh, storefronts where they do remodeling for shoes. I have a friend who owns his own home remodeling company, so he does painting, um, back porches, patios, all those type of things. So, to me, it just means, I guess if I could define it, it would be just us, like, stepping out of our comfort zone and doing something that is outside of the status quo or what's doing something that's not expected because of whatever the stereotypes might be. Um, placed in our generation i guess that's how i would define it that's real
3: i mean the thing is it's kind of sad because some of it is just normal Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day Mm. like there's there's levels of gifted i guess so there is like there's the aspect of being like some things are just gifted no matter who is considered to be But then some things are just like oh it's just special because other people don't typically do that from you know where we come from right which in that case is like a whole nother story so i don't know if you're really trying to if that's really what you're unpacking but i guess i'm considering like more so the overachiever aspect of things Mm -hmm. i
0: think i know why you said that
3: i'm just saying that you know like for some of us, we might not have even been considered, It would, people might not have thought that we were going to do anything with our lives, right. let alone be like, oh, I'm an engineer, you know, I hold these leadership positions, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, that kind of stuff. Right. Like, I, like there's that, oh, like, the people that I typically work with, you know, they're just doing their normal, yeah. the shit that people expected out of them from birth, like bare minimum, mm-hmm. and for us, that's like really going above yeah. and beyond. Right. So, that's that's a stressful aspect of it just because it's kind of like, it's exciting to be gifted, quote, unquote, but then it's also like, some of the things I do, you just think is special because I'm black and it's just normal.
0: Well, you different anyway, because- (laughs) Don't, don't- You already know.
3: Don't come for me. I'm
0: not coming for you. You were just like-
3: I have a problem. I I recognize it. Is it a problem? (laughs) sometimes but i mean it is good yeah i'm like one of those crazy overachievers but i don't i also feel like it has a lot to do with how i was raised and like the expectations that was always around me as well so not to say that it was more the pressure of it but it was more that people always looked at me as if like i would do anything to be anything and Mm -hmm. i also had this personality to go after shit so you put that together and it's kind of like i've always been that person to step out and not feel like uncomfortable about that but yeah
1: i mean i kind of feel similar to jessica like we see so much, on, especially, like, graduation season. People will be like, oh, shout out to my cousin. She graduated from high school. And it's like, yeah. you're supposed to graduate from high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, granted, yeah, some people have difficulties and challenges. But, like, I guess I don't want the notion of being young, black, and gifted to be watered down. Because right. it's like, I don't... Believe, I don't know, maybe the word is like over celebrating, Mm. Mm -hmm. where, like, yeah, you celebrate people when they accomplish these great things, and it doesn't necessarily have to always be educational, but it's like, I mean, I guess I'm one of those people where I'm like, no, everybody don't need a participation trophy. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta learn to deal with the downfall, and that's how you get people later on in life where, you know, they get that first bad evaluation at work, or they get that first bad grade, and their whole world fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's because they never in their life experience Dug, what high school anything did y'all go bad to.
3: Because oh, the f- craziest thing I ever seen in my life was when I saw somebody get like a bad grade for the first time in high school. And mind you, so I went to Renaissance, and y'all know like. All the kids there probably got 4.0s their whole life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I legit saw this girl break down and cry in the hallway, like, after our first report card as freshman. I'm like, oh, my God, it's okay. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. I'm thinking, like, she legitimately just failed. And, you know, you could get kicked out of Renaissance easily. So... I'm like, oh, what happened? She's like, I got an A minus. I'm like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, like, that was really real to her. Like, Mm -hmm. she was so fucking devastated. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. you was getting A's in, like, middle school. So, like, yes, that's a good thing. And I'm like, I got A's in middle school, too. But I'm not about to cry about an A minus at the same time. You know like there is that level setting where it's kind of like they came from a world where they were very sheltered Mm -hmm. and they didn't really know what necessarily success might have meant because some people actually grind and struggle for them a's Mm -hmm. and some people were just kind of getting them and not to say you know anybody's merits is different than like you know however however you got there like I respect it but it's just one of those things where it's kind of like like you said that the participation trophy kind of aspect of it or the over-celebration aspect of it where it's like, well, now when you put this person next to somebody else who has had a higher caliber of, you know, being challenged, they don't necessarily measure up in that way or they don't have the same resiliency. Hmm.
0: Well, I look at it from the standpoint of, and I, I get that we're all at kind of different stages in our lives, but I come from a background of just in my family, like, it's what I saw, so I didn't mm-hmm. see people in my family besides my mom getting a degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even that, it was, you know, a four-year degree from a community college. So for me to actually go off to college, pursue engineering, and get that degree, was like, oh my God, this is monumental. Mm-hmm. But that's to everybody else. But to me, it was like all right, what's next, because I needed to do this to at least have the lifestyle I wanted. So it's really all about, I guess, the approach in which who you're talking to and the circumstances they come from, because some people view success differently. And so that's why I feel obligated that, not to water it down, but at the same time, we need to celebrate each other, because Mm -hmm. as you can see, they try to give us a whole ass 28 days and say, look, it's Black History Month. It's like, we do this like 366 days a year? Like, what are you saying? (laughs) So I feel as if even though certain people's accomplishments are different than other people's, we still need to celebrate those successes. And I mean, last time I checked, there's nobody in this room that is average, damn it. So, I mean, you know, I won't put you on blast, Jessica, but you know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) What? Listen, no, all right. So this is the person that, and we're gonna get into like, just how we all know each other, but this person legit wakes up one day and she be like, you know what? The wind's blowing <laughs> northeast. So I'm going to do that thing in that direction. I don't even want to tell y'all. And she will go to the extreme. I don't even want to tell
3: y'all what the last thing was so I decided I wanted to do. This was like. <laughs> what is it? Within two weeks. See? Two I, weeks? I'm not going to say it because it's so ridiculous. Is this different from past? But I, I haven't decided if I'm serious about it.
0: Okay. Well.
3: I think I want to like try. <laughs> Um, wrestling, like
0: my dog, that was different know. than Friday. Like
3: I know that's not but weird I, though. I had that thought it's before not too. Weird, but, but it's like, different than Friday. When I'm what,
1: When you was like twelve?
3: No,
4: nah, I would say like <laughs> when I was in, when I was going through college, I was like, yo, like they'd be on the road like three hundred days a year and make this money per show. Like I actually thought about it. I had a conversation with myself. <laughs> and I, and how did that conversation just, go? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like I, I, I was watching, like, a lot of documentaries about, like, how people get started. And then I actually researched, like, the different um, schools that they have down in Florida, different territories and stuff like that. Like, I was an avid wrestling fan. still kind of am, but I don't really watch TV wrestling. But, like, I was like, okay, if I go down there and then you work for, like, you have a, a job outside of that and then you wrestle at night or whatever. Like, I had these conversations with myself. I researched the schools down in Florida, all that stuff. And it was just, like, it was too... It was it required me to like do something I was unsure of so I was like nah.
3: See, know. that's my that's my thing right there where I'm like I guess that's w- what is I don't know different cuz other people would be like okay, well that's a little bit too
2: mm-hmm.
3: out there versus like I usually do the shit that's like a little bit too out there for most people.
4: Mm-hmm. It was just too cosmetic of a business for me to actually put my faith into it. It's all about who you like I mean, everything is kinda of about like who you know in life, but that was just like, Oh, you have to have this look, you have to you know, it was too cosmetic for me. So Listen, all I'm saying is of all that I know about you,
0: yeah. I would never see. <laughs> right. So this is, I'm fascinated. I could see right him
1: now. as being like a wrestler. He would be like the one that wouldn't talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> like woo, no. woo. oh, God <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. just big, beefy, and just yeah. like yeah. don't Reach say
3: shit. <laughs> 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 no. But I mean, I really do. I don't know. I guess I I don't know where it comes from. A lot of times, but I definitely get those moments where I'm like, I mean, I don't it sometimes the amount of craziness and out there, uh, I guess how, how out there it is actually kind of sparks me more so than anything else. And I'm really driven by that because it's so exciting that it's like, oh, I wanna do this thing and I'm, and then as long as I want to do it, if I wanna do it bad enough, it's gonna get done. That mm-hmm. That's just it. But, you know, I definitely understand those aspects of being like, okay, well, I'm not sure, or it's, you know, you always taking a gamble. I take hella gambles all the time, and I mean they always pay off, and that's probably another thing like <laughs> exactly. it's constantly reinforced. But then again, to me, it's just a mindset. Like at the end of the day, we talk ourselves out of so many things, and most of the stuff that I've ended up doing, yeah, I was I'm always terrified. That's never not a thing, but it's just kind of like because I'm so excited about it, and I'm so you know motivated by that passion of just like wanting to try it that's usually what keeps me going but at the same time it's also nice that you know like i said even from a young age always having people cheer you on and like believe that you can do whatever regardless of whether it's true or not that helps a lot as well that's cool
0: so i don't know if you want to kick this thing on but i think it's just important that people just know like you know it's a gift and a curse to be young, gifted, and black. And so... <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Because some people look at it as what we're supposed to be doing just based on this is early part of the discussion. And then other people look at it as if, you know, well, you know, if you've overcome so much, you should be happy that you're here at this point. And it's just like, that's not what that means to me. So, you know, we, we've all had experiences with, going to work every day, which we l- ever love so much. Mm, so I don't, but I just wanted it's to make amazing. that part up. <laughs> so I guess I, if I could go around and just find out, like, what is, like, being black at your place of employment looks like?
3: It looks like me and yeah. only me.
0: Okay. Man.
1: That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I think it kind of varies because, like, Jessica's in the tech industry, so mm-hmm. that is, like, Real real white And then like I'm in real u- real male Right and I'm yeah. in utility so I guess my workplace is kind of It depends So you got like So you'll have other like black people you'll have other minorities but then from there you got to decipher like when which ones is like the folk and which ones is like the skin Man, folks okay part. so like <laughs> i'm just so that makes it difficult because it's like you see people and it's like you want to approach them and be like excited but then you're like i don't really know like right, right. If they really, not like down, because that sound like so 90s. No, yeah. but there's definitely those people where you see each other and y'all just like, hey, what up? Like, y'all just
3: mm-hmm. happy to see each other. And then those people that you look at and they be like, they look the other way and you're like, oh,
1: okay. okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that's the difference. I guess in my, organ. so actually I wrote about this in one of my grad papers the other week. Like, oh, I man. actually reached out to the diversity department. Because we had this training. And on the slide, you know how you go through the slides and people try to pinpoint certain pieces of data? But I'm that bitch that's looking, like, at all of it. So it was like, oh, our company, this is what we look like diversity-wise. So it was like a little pie chart. Uh-uh. And, you know, the engineer and me is they like, put all the, I know pie they charts. Put,
3: they put everything in the pie chart. They put the motherfucker that <laughs> pulled the trash. They put the yes. CEOs, the executives. They so put literally it was everybody. two,
1: what was like four pie charts. So, the first one was, like, this is what the company looks like. So, it was, like, oh, it was, like, uh, it was something, like, um, 60% white male, uh, 20% or, like, 30%, like, white female or something. Wait, and then not it was, wait. You said 60 yeah. and
3: then 30? Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to So keep we track. had like 90, right? <laughs> right. And then literally
1: go. all the other minorities, male and female, were sharing like that last 10%. That's true. So then when they broke it down and they actually did it by like ethnicity, it was like our whole organization was like 4% like mm. um, minority female. Okay. And okay. then like maybe like ten percent minority male when they like did the like the explosion and I was just like, okay, like y'all don't think this is a
2: a problem? Mm.
1: Like this is why y'all make shitty decisions because <laughs> you don't have enough diversity in your executive leadership to bring in different ideas. So yeah, I mean, how is life at work being young gets in black? It's trash. I mean, but then, <laughs> but then you also try. It's like a struggle because you know it's trash, and that's the hard part about it. So then mm. you want to make it better. Right. So you become involved and in stuff. Like, okay, Girl. well, let's uh. let's get y'all recruiting. Let's go to the you know, let's go to the mm. ship conference. Let's go to you know, Baya. Let's go to all these other places mm. to help. And it's like then you start realizing like they really don't care. Mm. Like it's just the front. So then now you just you just. Fall in a spiral of pistivity,, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Oh man, pistivity. Yes, that's real. First off, I would like to just say that Bay is on my to-do list because I'm I'm taking the Jessica route. I'm just gonna put it out there and we'll see how some it shit goes. Just
3: and just tell everybody. Then we got then we hold you to it. That's it.
0: I'm that, that's what I'm putting it out there. I'm going for the Bay Awards Awards. It's happening. So, but most importantly, like being black in the workplace for me is weird because I went from a place where. I was like, I was like you. So it was like, I was the black person in like this one sector. And now I work for a city department and now it's like everybody's black. But now it's more so when they say diversity, it's diversity of education, it's diversity of experience. And I'm like the youngest engineer that works there, period. And not to even say black. And so that's the weird part because I still. Can't find anybody that looks like me or experiences what I'm going through. So I have to kinda of make my own wave and just be my own person. And you know, you go from that to the person that, you know, you gotta conform and everybody got similar hairstyles and that and third. And I'm just like, you know what? I remember this time, maybe like a little bit ago last year, or like in 2017, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna grow my hair up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do with it, <laughs> but I'm just gonna grow it out and see how it goes. Like I don't want to be like, or look like everybody else. And it was kind of a rebellion, but not really. But, you know, I had to make myself stand out from the rest. Now, being an engineer with my department is kind of being different. But at the same time, it was like, well, how can I be different, different, and really make a difference around here? Because I had people like, well, you think you know more than me, and you think you better because you got a little degree. And I've been doing this for X minus, I'm like, I never said any of this shit. I never like, said that. Like, that's at how, all. That's how you feel. I never exactly. said that. Exactly. Like, and you are like, you big mad. Like, you crying. You foaming at the mouth mad. I'm like, all right, listen, you can do all this, but we still gonna have the same issues in about a good three weeks from now. Mm-hmm. They gonna dig up that over there. We gonna have to fix it. So, we working together or what? And on a minimal basis, you do have. The majority, that's the minority of my workplace. But even then I have to find myself like, all right, he's gonna say something stupid and it's gonna be like racially like imposing. But how can I like protect the culture and not beat his ass at work? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I legit had these this moment like the other day, and I was like, all right, I can't do this because I'm gonna make all of us look bad. So yeah. how can I handle this and be the bigger man, right? So to be young, gifted and black and 2019 is not what it's all, like, made up to to be. be. Yeah.
3: It seemed like it would be so much nicer than it actually is.
4: You know? I'll say for me, in my workplace, it's, it's, it's probably, like, it was three of us out of, like, the 25 to 30 team members, you know, where we all were black. And, like, I don't know, being in meetings and things like that, it just always felt like it was a constant fight to prove that the data that I have or the data that I extrapolated, the things that I found on, like, the floor. It seems like everything I had to present was always, like, a fight mm-hmm. because it seems like I was always coming from a place of me being wrong rather than them having confidence in me and my decision-making, even though I have the degree that they want me to have and I took all the classes they want me to take. That it seems like it's always just, like, an uphill battle. Yeah. It seems like I'm not, like, trying to say, like, a, if I go in a meeting and present something, it's not just me saying, like, hey, this is the data, and this makes sense. It's like, hey, this is the data, this makes sense, this is everything I did, this is everything that you would have done. <laughs> I went right. to this person and got this signed off. So like, it's, like, so much stuff that you have to do in order to prove that, like, what you did was efficient or sufficient, I should say. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess I would say, like, I know we touched on it. Uh, I think Elena touched on it when she was speaking. She says, like, you know, everybody who's uh, – everybody isn't folk. Some people are folk. Like, how do you know if, like, some of your coworkers are, like, for the culture? How do you – what is, like, that element that lets you know, like, this is not somebody who – you know, I should only say hi and bye to, or this is someone who I can actually go have lunch with. And
1: I think it. a greeting tells a lot. Yeah, we had a whole episode about this where you talked about
3: the knot.
0: Yes, <laughs> I remember <read, laughs> that. That was great, actually.
3: I mean, you have the, you have that greeting, like she said, of like, oh, you nod at somebody, or like you make. I mean, I don't know. It's more so just kind of like how you know you mm-hmm. should talk to somebody on the street in general, like you mm-hmm. make eye contact or like. Somebody goes out of their way to kind of like speak to mm. you, or you know, talks a little longer than mm. they need to,
1: or even give you like a nugget or like advice. And I don't mean like chicken nuggets, <laughs> like <laughs> no. Dope, so, so like I'm the dude, no. So like the it's another black guy at my job that's sit by the coffee machine, right? So like in the morning, he always be like, "Good morning," and I'm like, "Okay." So then one day I was over there, or whatever. And he like. Let me tell you something about them dudes in your group, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like oh, when when they start giving you like tidbits, like, "Oh, I want you to do good." Like I heard this or da yeah. da 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 da. So mm-hmm. then you like, okay, but like just like you said, when you like walking down the hall and then, like somebody want not make like eye contact with you, and I know I'm awkward. I don't mm-hmm. like to make eye contact, yeah. but it's like I don't know. I don't know if it's something in the walk. I don't know if it's their eyes. It's but the, you you, you just kind of know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just look at them, and it's like being around a zombie. You're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. okay, hi, nice to meet you. You know, just throw the hands up, yeah. you know. And then you could just, I don't know, you could just tell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know.
3: Mm. It's real hard to describe.
0: I mean, it has to be hard to describe from you, I mean.
3: I don't even like talking to people. so that <laughs> There it is. I look very scary to most people because I don't smile by default.
2: Oh. And I
3: don't see why I should really because that's, like, not just how my face works. But, you know, if I do see somebody, I'm like, oh, hey, you know. But if you, you got about one time to not fucking speak to me and it's a wrap, like, because I went out of my way to – be
1: outwardly expressive
3: like so. i'll move these cheek muscles <laughs> my nigga
2: like
1: i you think i go reciprocate i think a good thing though is like you can also like test people and see how they respond to things mm-hmm. so like if you ask somebody like oh hey what you do this weekend that they like i have my kids and and you're like okay yeah. but if it's somebody like oh like i just you know play tennis you like mm, this can be questionable yeah. or like throw something out there like how you feel you know how you feel about Spike Lee winning that uh Oscar, and they like dog, it's about time then, you know, <laughs> right. just kind of toss something culturally out there and
3: just yeah. gauge
1: the response and then you like I
3: don't know, I mean, the cultural part is hard. like I have one friend that I'm super cool with, and we work together, and it's another black girl, but like she grew up in a whole completely different lifestyle. So or even culturally, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I never saw that movie or like I've heard of that movie. But like, no, I don't know all the words to all the rent songs. Like we didn't understand each other on certain levels. But still, at the same time, like when we saw each other, we were just like, yes, come to me. I see you. You see me. Come sit right next to I me mean, every day. But I have a friend similar like
1: that. And. Um, I think you probably even met her before at work and, um, she's mixed and she grew up with her mother. So her culture is like different, but like how we vibe, we were working on a project and we were outside and we was like, I think she was playing, like, I think I was playing music on my phone and then like, she just started singing one of the songs and I'm like, okay, girl, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then she like said something and I was like, I totally agree with it.
3: Yeah, we vibed on an, another level. But, I mean, I guess saying that to say, you know, sometimes you can still have those cultural differences just because, especially when you start getting into the workforce and, like, you know, I was used to, I'm like, most of my friends, we all came from the hood, so we all got, you know, mm-hmm. that a certain type of shared experience mm-hmm. versus it's not to say that just because you're a black you have that specific experience. So mm-hmm. we kind of just bonded over the aspect of, like, feeling like, there wasn't anybody else that kind of understood what we were going through. Just, like, being the only ones was, like, a lot for us. Or, like, mm-hmm. we definitely would gripe over the fact that we were being shitted on. Mm-hmm. Even though we had all these qualifications and we wanted to do certain things. Like, we were not the people that were just necessarily getting tapped for these random ass made-up job posts that came out of nowhere. They're like, oh, we're making a new role and da 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 mm-hmm. And then such-and-such-and-so a is going to be put into this. It was kind of like... We we um, bonded as well over the aspect of really wanting to push Black people forward as far as their visibility within tech, and um, our desire to get other people into tech. So like we got into organizations where we taught people coding and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those are the kinds of things that we really bonded over of just like wanting things to be more diverse. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she's exposed me to some things and I've exposed her to some things, which has actually been interesting. But at the end of the day, we still kind of felt each other on like, I guess, more of an emotional level.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Well, the way I kind of look at it is, and I think you made some very good points just in terms of trying to find that commonality. Without like desperately searching for that commonality, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to seem desperate, like, oh my god, I need to find somebody else black. It's like You're I like, really don't. You got brown
3: comments. hair and I got brown hair. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're You're clear light skin. I'm dark skin. You're lying. But like I, like, even this morning, I, we had a, it was I was getting my coffee, and somebody walked up, you know that looks like me fair skin and everything, and I forget how the hell the conversation went. But I threw out like a saying or like a rap lyric. I was like, "Well, you know what they say," and I threw the lyric out, and I wanted to see their response. And they legit caught it. I was like, yes. "All right, cool.
3: I can have a discussion hilarious. with you." That's like when that's that's a subculture thing. That's almost almost like when you like make anime references to people or like yes. you know your whatever the thing is that you're into. That's it. Yeah. So like,
0: you, you you have to be creative and it's very funny because i think some of that comes from like slave times like sometimes they couldn't even talk to each other but their whole ass like bust out into the song and like, all right they'll start humming and next thing you know they all yeah. humming <laughs> so like it's kind of that same thing because mm-hmm. you don't want to be you don't want to be like cb4 <laughs> like everything is black y'all, looking <laughs> black in the backyard but at the same time you want to let people know like listen like I know it's Monday I feel exactly what you're going through Mm -hmm. or like the example where we had to go to work the next day after the election
3: dog that was the hardest fucking day exactly and some people did not feel it and some people really really felt it Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and at that time I was working at like a white dominated place of employment and they were in the place I lived at they had Trump signs everywhere I was just like I need to get the hell out of here like It's like get out. Like if I don't get out now, I'm gonna die. Like, it's terrible. But like you had people, they was like, Well, how'd you feel they asked me like, how'd you feel about the election? I was like, I could either give them the response they give me or I can keep it real. Fuck this, 'cause I'm gonna be depressed if I if I don't say it. I thought it was trash. And it was just like well, like, I think he has some really good ideas. And I was he, like. Mm. But that's the thing is like mm. you
1: asked me that because you already had this notion of and you wanted to confirm me and make mm. it an awkward situation right. because you wanted me to nut the fuck up on you exactly. and go <laughs> real black on you. So then you could be like, oh, the little nigger boy down there that's it. right. <laughs> It's out of control. Yeah. But it's like I think that's another hard part of being in the workplace. And I, I'm definitely going to let you move on after this. But I think that's the hard part is like. When people intentionally push your buttons or they say things to get a rise out of you and mm-hmm. it's like, do I play into this because I know what they doing? Or how like how do you maneuver this situation without blowing up?
2: Mm-hmm. It's it, just
1: hard. Cause I, I I definitely feel like that was on purpose. Like absolutely. you you know how the fuck I feel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think when there
3: is that part and there's the other one where it's like you really said something that you think sounds normal as fuck and it doesn't and Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be that person to just like blow everybody's fucking day like hmm by the way actually that's complete trash because x y and z that's that's something I'm going through right now at this current present time (laughs) and day
0: not like you want to unpack that but I'll I'll, I'll get into the sense of I know we have other things to talk about (laughs) well I just remember kind of closing out on them and I was just like you know what I I legit think the outcome was trash is only because like a lot of people were indifferent so they didn't vote at all that was
3: the worst fucking part
0: exactly and I think that whoever voted for the you know the lesser of the quote-unquote two evils is a trash individual and I won't have it and he legit looked at me he was just like Oh. Okay. It's like, yeah, you didn't think you, I was going to say this shit, did you? you? Like, me no. How I
3: felt. I mean, what did you want me to say? But it see, was in that awesome. sense, that's what I
1: said, like I think like that's how you know somebody's just fucking with you cuz I what, what how do you think I feel? All
0: right. How tell me how I feel.
1: Do I look excited? <laughs> right. See, I'm a I'm the type of person now. I with with age Mm -mm. And with age, I'm fucking. I always tell people I've learned. I've learned how to fight my battles like a wealthy old white lady. I will call HR so fucking quick. Oh my god, God. my favorite. I would be like, this guy is harassing me. Keywords. He he is politically harassing me.
2: Keywords.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You gotta use the keywords.
0: That's it. (laughs)
1: I felt oh cornered as God. if I had to have this conversation.
0: <laughs> oh, God. This is a
1: hostile work
0: environment. <laughs> it's like she keep looking oh at the camera goodness. like, hostile work environment. Oh. Like, pineapples. Like, for real, that's what mm-hmm. we doing.
3: No, but for real. I mean, that's one of those things. Like, I'm, I'm just going to tell this quick story. So, right now, like, literally the reason why I have the hoodie on that I'm wearing today is because people will start posting these pictures in our Slack channel, like random snippets of two dudes that work at my job being like, Oh, Hey, you guys just, oh, oh, Hey, you guys look the same. When I tell you on any given fucking day with an office of about 25 people, two random white dudes will have the same exact shit on it'd be multiple iterations. Like it would be like, two of these dudes all look exactly the same. These two dudes look exactly the same. And they don't plan this shit at all. It's just like, it happens. And I'm kind of like, yes, it happens because all y'all motherfuckers know each other. Yeah. All y'all cool with each other. All y'all been working with each other for years and that's all fine and dandy. But yet at the same time, while everybody's passing it around as if it's funny and it's, you know, something to laugh about, I'm like, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Cause now I'm an outsider. Because right. I have noticed this A long time ago And now that y'all are noticing it Y'all think it's a it's a good thing And it's fun And like let's post about it Let's post how everybody in this bitch look the same mm-hmm. That's a problem to mm-hmm. me And mm-hmm. the fact that now When it is brought up You know It's being used as a way of like Oh you know This is like being shared in Slack And like ha 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 mm-hmm. That's the part that actually bothers me Because I'm like well You know it was one thing When I was the only one And I felt isolated in this way or that way, but it's another thing when I feel like, at that point, everybody else is okaying this as well. Nobody thinks that this is weird or awkward, you know? Mm. So, then um, one of the women was like, oh, we should take a picture. We should all dress, you know, dress up or whatever, wear the same thing or whatever, and then we should take a picture, like, kinda in response to this. And, you know, then I just had to, I put it out, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I'm cool with the show of solidarity, but for what it's worth, I just want to make it clear. I think this is weird. It makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. that this is happening, you know, like. And then so, and then one of the other ladies was like, yeah, well, I thought that was the point of it. And we were, you know, we were making a statement or some shit. And I'm like, but I don't look like y'all neither. Exactly. <laughs> and That's I'm like, it. you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm not reading into shit. I'm just putting it out there because now to me, y'all are doing possibly the same thing and that's okay like I get where y'all going with it but I just I'm not okay with that scenario and I feel like I didn't want it to be a scenario where like now we all take a picture and we're just like going along with this theme as opposed to it being clear that we are like making it a point that we have to do this we're dressing up we're showing a sign of solidarity but it's not something that you just gonna see on an everyday basis
4: one of the things like that y'all touched on was like the the whole like day after Trump, that was kind of like a, a, a funeral day or whatever. But it was it, it was, was funny because it's like like we're talking about being young, gifted, and black. But like I didn't necessarily have um, like black people at work who were like that like in the same mm-hmm. building as me or like in the same like area as me mm-hmm. um, that I felt like I could go and have lunch with. So I actually had like two friends from like Wayne State. We all work at the same workplace. And like one of them, she was a female Indian, and then the other guy was like a Vietnamese guy. So like they were all like tripping just the same way like we were. Like you know they were like like um they were like let's let's meet up for lunch. You know I don't really feel today. You know today is bad. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just like a cloud over the whole day. So I met with them for lunch, and it just felt like everyone was staring at us. It's like a big black guy, a, sh- a short Indian girl <laughs> with the hijab, and then there's <laughs> a Vietnamese guy sitting at they the didn't table. want y'all to unite, right? And it's like it was funny because I wanted it's like everything that they kept saying like i kept trying to say something positive back but everything i was saying positive was like only black people experience (laughs) they're like how are we gonna make it how are we gonna make it i'm like i went in my head i'm like it's only four years like we've been through 400 years i couldn't say that i don't know how to relate but i'm trying to relate we've been through we've been through reagan and the crack era in the 80s like i wasn't there for that but my (laughs) uncles and stuff went through like we're gonna be all right they're still here but it was It was just more so me just saying, like, it's fine. It's cool. You know, it's It's just, like, he doesn't define what we're going to do that's great within the next four years. It was that type of thing I just had to keep saying. But that was my experience the day after the election. Jesus. Yeah. That all sounds sad. <laughs> like,
3: it was, no. So on the similar, but it was actually a really somber because I was still teaching, like, at Grand Circus, and the majority of people – came in that day like just devastated like people have been crying like you could tell that everybody was really emotionally wrecked and then there was those couple maybe two or three people sprinkled here and there that were like in a good fucking mood and excited and they just really looked out of place and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it was so painful like it was such an uncomfortable thing it was it was helpful that other people kind of felt that way but then at the same time what made it so somber is because so many other people felt that way so it kind of almost reaffirmed that like doomsday feeling where yeah. you just walked in like yeah this is really fucking armageddon i know what you know it he know it she know it we all gonna die but then at the same time it was kind of like having people within the community um that didn't really understand that and really tr- it was like they really truly didn't understand the things that we were feeling and a lot of it is because they didn't kind of need to or they didn't have that same you know connection to certain mm. things that were going on or certain things that were presented I'm like I'm not fucking crying because it's a Republican no nope. mm-hmm. like all. this man has a racist ass, sexist ass agenda he doesn't give a fuck about anybody you know like these are other aspects more so. And then on top of that, it was just a sign of like, it literally shows you that you can be a white man in this fucking country, as long as you have enough money, you mm-hmm. can do whatever the fuck you want to do. All
2: right. uh-huh.
3: Like, fuck all the people who Wanted to be president their whole life, mm-hmm. who learned about politics, who did this, <laughs> who did that. Like, you watered even, that shit down. Even like, past, you know, celebrities that have gone through this process, they legit tried. were like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm about to become a politician. Mm-hmm. Trump was like, let me see how far I can take this shit. And yeah, it worked. You know, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the saddest part of the whole thing, like, now that we're here, is that. It's also turned people off even more to politics at the same time because, mm-hmm. like, even though it made some people want to get more involved, it's like the shit is so annoying and so crazy that you un- that you just start tuning it out. Yeah. So it's almost like I don't even know what the last crazy thing is that this man did because I'm just—it's so ridiculous that you kind of tune mm-hmm. it out, and that's the last thing that you really want to do is be tuning out, like what the president <laughs> of our country is doing.
0: You know, and that's that's kind of the way I look at it, and. I remember some of the remarks of like, all right, we, we see this as a reality. So what, what are we going to do about it? And it was like, oh. let's all move to Canada. Let's <laughs> get out. Get free like healthcare, get the fuck out of here. Right. But at the same time, You it ain't was got like, no passport. First right, of all, you.
3: Never mind. I, my whole
0: thing was, and I, I, I kind of took the same approach. as like, well, listen, like I didn't do what I did, you know, go through school and go through all this stuff. To run to another fucking country Because this old piece of shit to the president Like nope In fact I'm going to do the opposite I'm going to stay right fucking here Be my best black ass self And there's nothing (laughs) you can do about that And the messed up thing about that is You start to see how some of the change Happens with politics Or doesn't change with politics Because they're too high on the totem pole And not actually on the ground doing things And so yes there are some things That affected us like the shutdown with the government Or things of that nature But Other than that, like, and I will say it's kind of 50-50, but kind of my daily attack for every single day hasn't changed much. Like, I still go to work. I still, you know, help people when I can. I still do the best that I can because I know his ass can't really affect everything that I do. He
3: can't, but the thing is, he just dumb, so
0: well also he's dumb he that's doesn't. the
3: that's the main thing like it, it I guess I started to feel better when I realized he was so stupid he was gonna fight with his own party and Dog. I was like okay so you're not gonna get anything accomplished so great that there it, okay I let's can.
4: just hold out yeah we just Ooh, stalling it's just, Ooh, a chance just <laughs> there we go keep going there's gonna be a four-year gap but nothing until the next <laughs> person who's qualified
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's it oh my god so, I swear
4: but yeah. but like um I don't know, like, we all have different places that we work. What does, like, promotion as far as being black looks like in your place of work?
2: Man.
3: Well, I don't know if I – I mean, I guess – well, okay. I talk about my last job because I used to teach. That shit was hard as fuck. I went through so many scenarios where I'm like – First of all, when I started out at my last company, well, not my last company, but when I started out at um, Teaching, I was the only technical person that actually worked at the company. And at that point, they still used to contract out their teachers. And so... I was like, I only went to work there because the program I was in, they were like, oh, you're the only person that does anything technical, so you should go work there. And I'm like, okay. So then I finally get there and kind of get into the shit. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, they're like, we're got, we going to have a coding intern. And I was like, I would apply for a coding intern. Like, talk to the VP, all this other kind of stuff. Mind you, the VP was the same fucking age as me. Wow. And I'm like... You graduated before me, and that's about all you have on me. Like, you're fucking childish. You have no real leadership experience. You have no management experience. Mind you, at this point, I had been a board member for Nesby. Like, I had done hella shit as far as actually managing people, things, money, no. anything. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm talking to him about that or whatever. And he was just like, well, you already work here, you know, so, you know, you can just give, we can just let like other people apply and you can always get those opportunities. And so I was like, oh, okay. And we, not only did we not hire anybody, but I still fucking made coffee all summer. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's how it is. Mind you, again, I'm still literally the only technical person that actually works at the company. And then I went through a cycle where they hire some new people and they were like, oh, when they come in, you know, then you'll get to do these other things. And then they came in and they got to do shit and I still (laughs) fucking made coffee. Mm. And then they came in and got promoted to director of education. Mm -hmm. Mind you, granted, this person did come in with like a master's in education. So I don't know why you applied for an internship, but. You, you you did what you felt like you needed to do to get your to get in and that's fine. But again, still little old me sitting here like, Okay, so I'm still the only tactical person here, still being shitted on. And then finally, eventually I left. I came back, I took a boot camp, and then they were like, Will you teach? And they offered me a bullshit ass teaching opportunity with barely no money and I'm like, No, because I can make like four times as much as this as a software engineer. And granted, I am excited about teaching people, but you're not going to pay me shit and like basically give me no kind of nothing. And then eventually one of the teachers quit Mm -hmm. like the front end teacher quit. And then they had to offer me like a real something, right? Because they needed you then. And then still at that point when they started hiring other people, people who quote unquote had more years of experience but didn't know shit about the actual language that they were teaching that i actually personally interviewed myself
1: were making like probably almost twice as much as i was mm. i think is it's, it's kind of hard at my job because i don't know if y'all experience this but you see like job postings and mm-hmm. like the name and the description don't have shit to do well, what the job really is right. um and i think my place of employment is is still an old boys club so it's more so like who you know than like your knowledge set so like the job that I have now, um, and I talked about this, too, on an episode of our podcast, um, I apply for a similar position, like, four times. I interview multiple times. I was interviewed for this, like, special program they were coming up with, and I got all the way to, like, the last round where you, like, interview with, like, the VPs for both the gas and electric side, and then I didn't get it. So, like, my mentor, like, asked around. They were like, oh, you didn't get it because they was like, you didn't wear a suit to the interview. You had on, like, a sweater. And then they was like, oh, you too timid. And I was like, nah, if anybody know me, they know that I am not timid. Exactly. The last
2: thing you but are. But
1: how can you have a 20-minute conversation with somebody and decide they're too timid? And I think that's the major aspect. The, I guess the hard part about my job is – To know that you could be qualified for something and still not get it. So you basically have to align yourself with, like, the right people and basically make it so that you're too good to be true Mm -hmm. to finally get something. And that's fucking annoying. And it is annoying because, like, literally one of the same roles I applied for, they were like, oh, you're, you're really... They basically said I was really young for... Um, But they used some words That they couldn't get through from HR with But I literally So I left the company and I came back And literally the person in that role now Her desk is next to mine And she's younger than what I was when I interviewed for it wow. But her dad is a manager In another location mm. So it's like I was too young to do it But you let somebody else do it Because like of who their father is
0: Mm-hmm. So my question is: Do they have to the report? Do you ask you for anything?
1: Well, no. It's a different like. It's the same company, but it's like a different subset of the organization. Okay. So our groups are actually partner groups versus mm. one being over the other. Okay. So I mean, like I, I mean, so for, to answer your question is like, moving up the chain is like kind of trash. But I also decided in my head like. I also don't want to work in the corporate world forever. So, like, mm-hmm. now I'm just aligning myself Girl. with my projects. So, like, I don't have to be there forever mm. because I know it's trash. And I don't want to have to fight claw and nail, you know, tooth and nail to move up. Mm-hmm. into a point where it's only going to be five positions. So eventually somebody's going to get stuck.
0: That's mm-hmm. it. That glass ceiling's a mug, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I know that for me it was very interesting because – Again, I I remember when I was at my last place of employment, and so, I legit went it's like a whole like funk of depression with this whole thing. So like, I remember it was a rotational program, and it was like, yeah, you're doing great things, you're doing lean projects, and you know, who you you gonna you, you gonna end up in the place that you want to end up, or if there's anything that you want as far as the position wise, just let us know, and we'll get you placed there. All this other bullshit. And so I remember... It was actually funny. It was actually the time of our wedding. And I remember them saying, oh, well, so-and-so recommended you for this job. And they think you'd be a good fit. And they want you to talk to the hiring manager. I'm like, shit, cool. Mm -hmm. This paid like 90K. Like, we about to be in there. No problem. And it's closer to home and all that good stuff. And it's perfectly lined up with this wedding. And so I remember... Hayden as director was like well what have you really done since you've been here because I mean you implemented some things over at this one place but you didn't you jumped outside to do a whole different experience which was recommended that they said I would do (laughs) and it, it doesn't really show me that you have the capacity to do this you know I have a bachelor's and I have a master's in engineering and you just have a bachelor's so I feel as if you need to go through the same stuff so I went through, and I'm saying, looking at what somebody, does like, that
3: even mean? That's right. The, that is that is literally the one fucking part where it's like people really honestly just want you to go through whatever they went through. Right. Like, what does that even have to do with anything? Right. But you it just,
0: obviously made you a shitty person. Not, so like
3: right. Not because it's a real thing. Not because you were missing some quote unquote exactly. experience, but mm-hmm. just because you just want me to go through the shit because you because you
1: don't want. I've learned that. I guess I would say i don't even want to i don't know i think maybe it's a baby boomer type of thing where like people feel like you need i had to do this so you had to do this and instead of making it easier Mm -hmm. for somebody else they're like well no well i had it hard so i want you to have it hard as well i don't give
3: a damn that i became
1: we had it hard because we had to fill out paperwork (laughs) how dare you type on your computer like you're like what Like literally that's how people are at my job oh You my got all God. this technology Well back in our day We used like, to really calculate it. With, No,
3: We used to
0: draw on maps Okay we would have well to have to go with your fucking abacus then
2: Chisel and hammer Is that what it's called the <laughs> abacus <laughs> Right <laughs> dick, Go away dick, dick. What? <laughs> <laughs> 20 <laughs> but, <laughs> <20? laughs>
3: but
0: the part that I loved about that whole instance Is because even though I had to deal with like Some complete
4: white assholes. boy
0: boys club assholes bullshit like i remember having to look at my project that i had and i'm like well the projects that they gave me won't solve the issue i see something other shit going on and they're all like well did you use the tools that we have in sat third, and you're not applying i'm starting to wonder about your performance i'm like well listen give me a week listen
3: linda listen <laughs> right
0: exactly i'm like give me a week i'll solve this whole shit I'm sitting here like, I don't know how the fuck to fucking myself and
2: some shit.
0: That's what you're supposed but, to do, though. Right. And I remember one of the engineers that said the next office over to me, she just told me, I'm proud to say she was a, a female engineer, but she told me, like, it's two things you're going to need to be successful here, even if you don't want to be here. She sensed the shit I was going through. She's like, you need bullshit and self-confidence. <laughs>
1: and I was like, that's the most bullshit I've ever heard.
3: That's I'm the to try shit it. ever.
1: I'm right now on the sticky note when I get to work
2: bullshit and self-confidence
0: listen listen completely so and that was like my first rotation this is my last rotation supposedly my last rotation and I'm like all right, well I need something that's gonna really like set this shit off right not like a fire but like I need to really have a smoking gun here and so I went around I took some time after work I remember getting phone calls like why you still at work I'm like Baby, I gotta solve this Like I'll call you back And um, I remember I started looking at Just bullshit Like Well this pipe is really Fucked up And oh It's a piece of wood Hanging right there At the edge And I was like And water's leaking From that point Holy shit And then The funny thing Is the very next day We had an emergent Situation in the plant And like You seen like Tons of water Fall into like the floor And I was just like I think I know What's going on This shit's not right And so the guy called me He was like Well I want to review Your projects I'm like I got an idea You can come tomorrow Let's walk the plant floor I got you Bring a flashlight And a hard hat So we walk in We find all this stuff And This motherfucker Gonna tell me Oh I think we have a problem
3: Really? I was like my dog
0: I found work orders From like the last 13 years With the same fucking issue And now you finally Sitting here I think we have a problem. Like, yeah, my nigga, like we do. Like
1: I already discovered that. Thank you.
3: <laughs> right. It's like when somebody repeats your answer after you said something in a meeting yeah. and you like, bitch, I just said that. Yeah.
0: So I was sitting here like I know that some people and this is something I think our culture's been used to in the past, is you get to the, you finally get to the table to have that discussion. And it's like, Well, I don't I don't know if I should speak up. I was like, Man, fuck this. I'm sitting at this table. I'm living two and a half hours from home. I ain't got shit else to lose. I think we have an issue because I saw something in the plant that wasn't normal. That's exactly what I said. And there was the plant manager was sitting there like, but what did you see? So I explained the whole thing. And then Mr. Dumbass director was all like, well, yes, we experienced some issues that we found and he's going to lead and we're going to support him because that's what we do. I'm like, man, fuck you a liar. Like you've never supported me at all. But I'm yeah, gonna go. I'm gonna play you this now
3: and in, pu- in public.
0: Right. While
3: it was convenient. Right. And you know what? At the end of the fucking day, at that time, I always right. get them to say the shit on record right. in front of somebody. Put mm-hmm. it in the email. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I remember actually going Fake through support. that whole outage, <laughs> leading the whole thing to completion. Editing the drawings, putting my signature all over that shit and <laughs> exactly. watermark that bitch. Right. Using fucking crayola markers and shit. And I was like, at the end of the day, like you're gonna remember who I am. Even if I don't stay here, because the writing's on the wall, and you legit this I would have been like the first person that's black and engineer to rotate rotate through that part of the program and succeed. Mm-hmm. And I was like the writing's on the wall, they don't want me to do this shit. And they're trying to put me in a situation where I have to stay here. Longer than I need to. And go back to that fucking thunder snow, And I'm not doing that shit. So thunder So I got to do what's best for me. And so I solved all the issues. Solved the 10-year-old issue. And I was like, you know what? The promotion right here from this point doesn't look positive. Because I see the fucking boys club they're a part of. And I can't have no parts of it. And so I took the experience. And I'm very proud to say that just that whole experience got me the exact job that I wanted. Exactly right now. So promotion from that standpoint looked like complete trash. But I kind of used that to help inspire other people. Like, listen, you have to be very intentional for what you want. Don't just mm-hmm. take an opportunity because somebody, quote, unquote, gave it to you. Because especially if you look like us, you earn this shit. 400 plus years of earning this shit. Like, you earned this, my dog. So it really gets to the point from there. It's like, all right, I made it to where I am today guy where I am I got this degree I got this job I'm making a little bit of money now how can we legit make it better for the next wave like so that brings me to the next question mm-hmm. so if you each had to look at the shit that you've been through mm-hmm. when it comes to the STEM journey mm-hmm. and how to make it better for the next wave big up to J. Cole by the way mm-hmm. but like how would you do that in your respective fields or would you
3: I've been struggling with this lately like I I I teach a lot that's one thing that I try to do and um I try to figure out and try find ways of like bridging the gap when it comes to like the hiring process and things like that because it's a lot of issues there um as well like right now I've been trying to focus on I guess what are the certain scenarios at my job that I have to explain to people so that they can really understand like how this might not be like an inclusive workplace or like what are those different avenues that they are taking for granted Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's hard for them to really see that these things are like red flags or these things make other people uncomfortable. Um, And even with all that, I've, I've been feeling just like I don't know how much I want to encourage people to do it at the same time because... You just wake up some days, and it's so fucking exhausting. Like, we had, I had just, you know, we just got done with our Nesby meeting, obviously, you know, this last weekend, and then Elena had posted something on her Facebook, so, you know, we had this long-ass meeting, you know, we're about to do Nesby convention, we made it, you know, we're gonna yeah. bring all these engineers to Detroit, whoop, whoop, now I'm scrolling, and then I see, oh, Professor Files fucking civil rights suit oh. against... Our civil rights claim against black girls code at mm-hmm. wayne state and they mm-hmm. said that wayne state shouldn't be holding black girls code mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where then at the same time i'm like am i walking people into you know this stress and this chaos mm-hmm. at the same time because it's not easy to do
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it takes a certain type of mindset and a lot of women especially end up Quitting their computer science degrees comp- Quitting their technical degrees um, You know changing paths Or they end up you know getting into the industry And then they don't last in the industry Because mm-hmm. it's exhausting So I'm really torn right now I'm like I feel like a lot of the work That I do I don't know if I want to Keep doing it because I can't Change everything and I can't You like, don't want to walk people to the
1: river to drown Girl Right. I think for me I do the opposite Mm -hmm. so like i do stuff to of course help black women and to elevate them um but i more so approach it kind of like with like what you said not necessarily the skill like because i know we are skilled but like the mental preparation like I just want you to know before you get there niggas ain't shit you know <laughs> you know yeah, just go. so it like just be tripping right? <laughs> <laughs> just so like they're prepared but I think the other aspect is I like to educate um the opposition right. so mm-hmm. I like to have conversations with my male friends um with people at my job to make them think about certain situations because it's kind of like when People come to minorities and be like, oh, you got to do this to fix racism. No, I don't have to do a motherfucking thing. It's y'all that need to do something. I'm living my whole ass life, and it's y'all with a problem. And I think it's that aspect of... Of my job just making sure or with my you know my friends like y'all to make sure while y'all at work y'all are supporting black women because regardless they're going to support you but making sure like they're good they're in the loop mm-hmm. you know and not being overshadowed and then even you know my white counterparts at my job making sure they're doing the same and looking like educating them on things like hey like probably shouldn't say that or you shouldn't do this or have you ever thought about it from this perspective so that even once i'm gone they just not the next person that come in they're not right. back at square one like i need you to know like now you know better you have to do better that's it. so i guess that's my way of helping the next wave of stem women yeah from my perspective Mm-hmm. Also, like, letting them know about job opportunities because there's so Absolutely. many jobs and different things out here, programs, school and education, um, different endeavors that, like, people just don't know about. So, mm-hmm. like... One of my friends called me like the connection because I'm always like, oh, yeah, I know somebody for that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you should go talk to this person Mm -hmm. or go do that. And It's like you sometimes you need that. And I don't like to sit on information. So, I mean, I'm necessarily can't use it, but I would rather help somebody else elevate and go and find their dreams or find whatever it is that they want to do for the time being and just connect those people.
3: That's one of the main points, too, because. The biggest thing you will learn, like we've all pretty much said it, is it's who you know. Mm-hmm. So while you might have been sitting around, you know, Richard, you were like, okay, well, they put me on this program and people are saying I should do this and do that. S- other people probably had people inside of the company people higher up in the organization that were actually feeding them the information Mm -hmm. they needed for the roles that they wanted Mm -hmm. That whether it be who they should talk to who they should get to know whether it be what kinds of projects they should be doing Mm -hmm. and so that's probably the best thing that i would say for people as far as like a practical tip is like be the plug for somebody because exactly. at the end of the day like that is really how it typically ends up working and the more that we can do that especially for each other that's kind of the the area where people can start to really advance like when you like okay you come in and you like okay well you know like me I do have my di- like my director and a lot of people at my job they support me and you know I've been able to establish a relationship to be like okay well I put it out there I'm interested in doing X, Y, or Z things and you, you know they can help me I can ask some questions and stuff like that but you don't always have that and so if you can be that for somebody and, or somebody can be that for you you can definitely go a lot further
0: mm-hmm. I think you guys really nailed it
4: um, I'm a, I want to give my piece but what about you bro? I'm I'm trying to turn like this new leaf and be a mentor I've done like different things like in the past as far as you know just like talking to, like, the young dudes and, and like, visiting high school and, like, giving them words of encouragement. But, like, me actually being a mentor, like, t- being in, the like, the, the uh, DMs of, like, the same, like, young black male every other day or seeing them every other weekend, that's something that I'm about to start doing now just, like, through my church. Um, it's something that's needed. I don't, like, the individuals of my church are not necessarily into STEM, um, but it's still, like, they're from the city that we're all from, and it's just, like, The city really needs to just make sure that the next wave, the next generation is being taken care of. So I'm trying to turn that leaf and be a good big brother that way. That's legit. Yeah.
0: I actually kind of find myself in a similar scenario. So like, I remember, like, even within the past year, like we have a consultant and they're looking for, one of their initiatives is to um, hire youth within like the city or goes to school in the city. And I'm like, all right, I wish my employer would do this in a time frame, which we'll get to in a second. But all right, who do I know that's looking for a job? Who don't I know that's looking for a job? At the end of the Mm -hmm. day, I just need to make sure people that look like me have these opportunities because I wasn't getting this in undergrad. Mm -hmm. I had this trash ass automotive industry, which Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I won't even get into. (laughs) Tell me me about it. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just got out of it, like for real. But like, I was like, "All right, listen, they got these jobs. All you gotta do is be in school, pursue engineering, and you' about to get an offer." Like they're saying, like it can't be that easy. I was like, "Listen, try me. Just do it. (laughs) Give me your resumes. I'm I'm gonna forward them mugs on Monday. If I ain't got it by Monday, I tried." It's only so many, it's, I'm mad because it's only so many that want your help or will try to use I your help. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to legit just mm-hmm. get you in the door because it's not only an opportunity to work for that specific, specific company, but it's also a legit plug that if the person that holds the contract, with is my employer, if they see you, they're gonna be like, yo, listen, I see you. And you wanna work for us when you graduate? So like, I'm trying to plug these people in. I'm like, look, come get these opportunities, get this resume submitted. I'll review it. I don't even know you. I'll review this resume, but at the end of the day, I don't know nobody else right now, so come get this job. And right now, some of these guys are like, I'm about to graduate. You know, shout out to you. was the plug. But I'm like, I don't want the recognition. <laughs> I want you to hand it down to the next person. Right. Because you're going to get that opportunity. You're going to get that full-time job. And then somebody else is going to look to you like, hey, bro, listen, I just need that opportunity. And... Sometimes we didn't have that coming up, so it was like, all right, Mm -hmm. that's how you keep it going for the next wave, and there's some parts about it even now where I look like, you know, all right, when is my employer going to do that? But I legit got an email the other day It was like, hey, if there's anybody that wants to have interns for the summer, put your request in by Friday, blah, blah, blah. Man. I was like, shit. my job. Ask
2: me
1: if I want to. Listen. Right.
0: And it's not the fact that I can't do my job, but I'm a big picture thinker when it comes to my job. And I look at everything mm-hmm. that's going right and it's going wrong. And I'm like, all right, how can I make this opportunity for somebody else? Right. Mm-hmm. That's
3: the thing. At the end of the day, if you can bring on like an intern, for example, it's not about you being like, oh, yeah, no, I don't have to do this bullshit. It's because
0: like, some people are trash <laughs> like that, right?
3: It's like okay somebody is going to come in here and they need experience they need you know something that's going to allow them to really understand what they're getting themselves into Mm -hmm. or what they might want to do in the future so you're trying to provide opportunities for them and even if it's not like I mean my thing is I haven't been able to necessarily get anybody in that I've been trying to plug into job opportunities just yet but when my company was like do you know an IT company that can do X, Y, or Z when they were building out the office I was like hold on let me just let you know I know a black company that is local and they are perfectly suited for this job and let them know so that they can get the information and they got and they got that work and mm. same thing for like even when they were like oh do you know a DJ that's local I'm like Well. I certainly fucking do. <laughs> and I definitely hit up my cousin. And obviously, you know, it's not like I feel like we feel uncomfortable to like plug people in those ki- kinds of ways. Like, yes, I'm going to recommend people that I personally know, because that's the same thing that that other people at my job exactly. are doing. And like, for example, even with the job worlds, like they we had like an after party for the um the the auto show gala. I recommended my cousin because I'm like, this. Man, he's a good DJ. He's been DJing for a very long time. I was like, he would be perfect for this. And I'm throwing his name in there because I feel like if y'all want to have an office in the city of Detroit, and y'all want to do shit in the city of Detroit, it is no reason to be important talent in any way, shape, or form. I don't care what you're asking for. You can find it here. That's
0: it. The first thing that I thought of when you said that, when you said an IT person at d I'm like, it's going to be you. like, no, like I, I
3: recommend myself. <laughs> let no. me
0: call somebody. Hi, self. Hey, you know yourself. I got an opportunity for you. What's that, girl? Like,
2: I legit thought this was about oh to be you. Oh, my
3: God. No, I was like, let me t-. no, no No, I plugged somebody else because, you know, I feel like that's very important. And it's like you say, it's, Sometimes it's that, that direct connection. It could be an intern, it could be mm-hmm. another job opening. I mean, I've even plugged people into shit that I ain't no shit about. That's I was it. just randomly browsing the job board <laughs> and I saw, and I knew X, Y, or Z person just is about to graduate or they're specifically looking for this type of thing. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, maybe you might want to apply yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. And people still have those jobs. People still have gotten into those opportunities or, you know, and it wasn't even something I directly knew. It was just a simple fact of it's like you saw it and you couldn't use the information, but you still pass it along mm-hmm. to other people and try to plug people in mm-hmm. any way that you can. And
0: no, I remember it. that actually happened before because I think I was still in school and it was around the time the new Nike store was opening. And so I remember, you know, they were like, we're looking for new talent. We're looking for new people. Excited, in the city, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, let me share this shit real quick. So I legit just shared it on, like, I reshared shared the picture on, like, Instagram or something. And I swear to God, like, maybe, like, two months later, somebody that, you know, was in the same, like, program I was in, like, a math program. they was like, I got to thank so-and-so for posting that picture because <laughs> I went and applied and now I'm working on Full time at this Nike store, and I was sitting in the shit thinking like, I'm glad to see that happen. So can I get these Harachis though, like <laughs> for real? But at the same time, I was like, it was just like It's Nike. I love I Nike. You can Maraci probably tell. Store, but man. like at the same time, I was like. I had no intention of trying to help anybody that I know. I just wanted to make sure I spread the word and yeah. It just so happened that somebody that looks like me got the job, so cool, let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the the positive note we need to, like, lean towards as we wrap up. But, yeah. um, I guess if we can ask a final question about, like, the type of advice, because, yes, being young, gifted, and black is very stressful. It can be very draining, but it can also be very rewarding if you can give back so, like, what would be that one piece of advice, like, if you had an intern, like, you had to, like, corner an office, like, I need you to work on this, or, like, just anybody you would even think of that you would encounter that you want to help out, like, what would be that one piece of advice that you would give them?
1: Never trust anyone. I'm just kidding. I'm dead. <laughs> I was going to second that. <laughs> oh put that in your no. back pocket. I Woo. thought we said we was being positive. That we'll, is we'll positive. We'll put that in the parking Elena, lot. Elena, no,
3: that's really Elena, though. No, it's funny. it's so hard
1: to give one piece of <laughs> oh, advice. Gosh. Um... I guess my one piece of advice, and it is positive, and it will take you long, because I feel like if you got the job, you got the technical skill mm-hmm. that they're looking for, you probably can put sentences together well. Or you, convince, well, them you, or you convince them that you do. So I would say my piece of advice is cover your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's, especially when you're working for other people. Now It may be different when you're an entrepreneur, um, because – you no, know,
3: even then, because I mean, the inner, because yeah. whoever got to pay you, whoever yeah. you got to interact with, you definitely want to cover your ass because you don't want them coming saying, True. That, have any reason not to pay you.
1: But I think that would be my piece of advice. So I'm a firm believer in just like Jessica said. If I have a conversation with you, I'm following up with an email. I definitely sent a per per our conversation earlier email oh <laughs> today. God. You yes. know, is, you those. have to you have to say you know just so you know. I'm I store text messages mm-hmm. on my work phone. Like all types of things Now I'm not going crazy Where I'm like recording people In my pocket But <laughs> yeah, But you need to these days Because people need- are trash I mean but I also think That's illegal Oh so yes. like, My
2: man I forgot about that okay. but- Legal no, ways y'all definitely, Legal ways Definitely
1: cover your ass You know because At the end of the day it's your word against theirs And if you're new to a group Then they're going to be More familiar with the other person And when it comes down To certain situations It's better to have Tangible proof uh, but also, I don't know. I feel like your word is everything. So once people are iffy on you, like, they can't really... They really don't know how to take, I guess... I, they really don't know how to, like, I guess, interpret you... Or deal with you later on. So I'm just a firm believer in covering your ass. Save emails. Save text messages. Follow up with conversations via email, via text message. Have conversations on conference call lines. All all that.
3: (laughs) That's fair. Okay. So I would say meritocracy is bullshit.
1: Can you define meritocracy?
3: Like.
0: That's a big word. The Mm
3: -hmm. idea that you're just because you work hard and achieve things that means you're going to make progress that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean anything I'm not saying that you shouldn't do things that you should do like yes you should work hard yes you should try to advance but one of the most important things that I found is that you need to have somebody that is supporting you that can help you that understands your path and You might not be able to find that person in the workplace, but you might, and you never know. And I feel like one of the things that we get stuck in, especially as black people, young black people going into the professional world, is we don't have a connection to anybody. And so we just think if we just put our heads down and we just work hard, somebody's just going to recognize us. And Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case. Like... You, you know, having somebody within your company that's older than you, that's more experienced than you, that, or even within your industry that understands what your goals are, they're the ones that can help you make the decisions that you don't realize really truly matter. Or they're the ones that will bring your name up to the people who Mm. really need to hear about you and things like that. So the sooner that you can find somebody that, you know, you can relate to in that way, the better I guess for you as far as really understanding like what you should put your time effort and energy into um and you know y'all know me I'm all about like I need if I want to do something I want to do it like now like I got like six months to accomplish this goal (laughs) like I got a year to accomplish this goal so I'm all about the most effective and efficient process as well and so for me as soon as I got to my new company I'm like Who do I need to talk to? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, find somebody who you can ask questions to, you can get an understanding from. You might not always find that within your company, but even if it's within your industry, I feel like they're still going to be able to help you kind of navigate that path because if you don't have anybody helping you navigate your path, you you really don't know what that destination actually looks like. Mm. See, that's why you're my new best friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My bestie for real, man. But I think you touched on something very pow- powerful in terms of just finding your advocate. Like, for me, I was, I think I was just just blessed because when I got to my current job, I was like, all right. These past few supervisors have been kind of, yeah, it's bullshit. So we're going to see how this goes. And I remember the interview and everything. And I remember going to the person interviewed me's office on my first day. And I was like, okay, Richard, glad to have you here. This is your supervisor. I was like, this black
3: man. <laughs> yes, let's do it. You talking about him right there? Him? <laughs> oh shit, really? And he got the jerk recipes. I'm
0: excited. Like, but like at the end of the day, like he legit plugs me for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna teach you this. Oh, come here, come to my office. I'm gonna teach you that. And I was sitting here like, God damn it, why you teach me everything? And then I started looking. I'm like, oh, listen. I'm the youngest engineer in our group. In our whole, like, what would be considered a company. Um, I know how to do everything from, you know, the whole pre-bid process, the contract closeout.
3: That's that real shit you need to know. Yeah, like, listen. Fuck that engineering. Yeah. Listen. You need to be able to help make money decisions. Now
0: you tie them together, you a bad mother shut your mouth. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here like, okay, as much as you get on my nerves or you sign me up for every damn thing you can think of, Let's ride this wave Cause we just gonna see how this goes Because that My boss's boss's boss is black They boss is black And I'm like You're not gonna get this Too many times in a lifetime That next boss may be not white ever. You just don't give a fuck about your it. ass Exactly <laughs> So car. let me Right Let me ride this wave And just I'm just gonna go all in And I mean so far so good You know what I'm saying So I You definitely need to find an advocate Um What about you?
4: I agree with the finding the advocate thing. I say like at my previous job, I'm in a transition right now so I can talk freely. Transition. But uh, even, even <laughs> He said <yeah>. I, <laughs> I, I can talk I, all this shit now I don't like, like, now though? I mean, <laughs> no
2: more
4: Not booked in busy. Not officially The paper <laughs> ain't been signed But yeah Oh, oh I got like 24 oh. hours To sign a paperwork He said by the time
3: That
4: episode is coming along, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah Exactly <laughs> The other place still Got me some, some payments Coming to me But I don't you care You see that But like Money <laughs> But like I would say like Working at my previous Employer for like Three years A little over three years I learned uh, a valuable lesson. Like, like I said, like find advocates, find people who could it for you. Um, I would just say let people's yay be yay, nay be nay, I guess like the quote of the Bible, like mm. their yes, bs, their no be no. Like I was at my, like I said, previous job for like a little over three years, and it was like after – between the second year and the third year I was just like this is crap (laughs) I was (laughs) like everything they tell me is crap because it's like you said this is gonna be I was gonna get mentored over here for this like that hasn't happened and then it's like oh the person supposed to mentor me they said that they're going to like a whole different department they're Mm -hmm. like director or something else now so like you brought me in you never mentored me for two years now you're somewhere else in the company and it's just like I'm stuck here underneath somebody who I'm smarter than but they have what see said like the meritocracy thing going for them because they have a master's degree and they worked for like two other companies and they're like in their late 30s but they don't know what they're doing because they never even like launched a product before but somehow Ooh. they're over the launch like how does that make sense you Trash. but um <laughs> basically so <laughs> exactly so i would just say like going forward um my lesson to myself was like be deliberate with my communication like mm-hmm. um the only reason i stayed for so long like that uh, the extra year the only reason I say the extra year is because they're paying me it's like I had no no excitement going into work I had no interest going into work um, because of the people I was working with um it's just it was just a drain it was just a draining experience um, it was worse than like being broke in college like <laughs> I, I was happier when I was broke in college than getting a check bi-weekly and doing you know engineering work um so it was that's how trash it was so just say like, going forward um let like when people like, it's basically, like, let their actions speak for them. Like, don't mm-hmm. take people for their word. Like, you know when something is not right. And like I said, I failed at it because they're still paying me. So, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep coming, keep paying me. So, mm-hmm. that type of thing.
0: Man. First and foremost, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. I told you this going to happen that way. Yeah, you did. My man. So <laughs> I'm going to say about that. So, I'm going to let you ink the deal first. Yeah. But um, but mostly, I will say, I think you all hit some very, very clutch things. Um. I will say the piece of advice I would give somebody is I would try to make sure that they look out for what their best skills and do it well. Um, Because sometimes we downplay what our strengths are. Like, even when we get to the job reviews, we just like, well, I think I do this okay and needs improvement. And then your boss be like, nigga, you fucking lying. You shit at this. (laughs) I'm like, damn. But that's one of the most critical areas that you're critical of yourself of, Mm -hmm. and you don't realize it's your strength. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I will always try to make sure that you ask somebody, what do you think your greatest skill is? And what do you think the biggest improvement point is? And I would challenge them to flip those and be like, you know what? You say this is your best point, keep working on that. And also keep focused on what you think your worst skill is and make that the shit. So like, I remember when, man. I think it goes back to that original point about, like, the bullshit and self-confidence piece. It was like, when I didn't know something, my fucking God, I felt like I was trash. Mm -hmm. But when I took that advice, it was just like, they really think I know this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And the beautiful thing about that is if you don't know it right now, it's okay. Because you can go brush up on that shit, know a little bit more, and correct the shit that you actually was wrong as hell about. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, so not only are they good at this thing, but they they know how to problem-solve and step their way through things. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what what I did. You guys Like, You so, right. yeah, yep. you are right. Yes. Yo. Problem-solving. That's it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's to just make sure you, just stroke that ego for what you know that they're actually good and or bad at because that can legit change somebody's whole future and trajectory, so
1: mm.
0: I think that's the major key.
1: But Yay.
0: hey.
1: we made it. I
3: mean, all that to say, it is it is good at the end of the day. Like it it is stressful, but we be killing it too. So you know, I'm just happy that we're all out here doing amazing things, being the shit, and all that good shit. And it's gonna to continue to get better.
0: Man, I'm around some boss ass people right now. <laughs> It's like two of America's <laughs> Most wanted, but like four. And we miss the Madam EP, but we still love her anyway. Yeah. But like, if I just look around, it's just so many figures. Like, it's so much money in this room. And you don't think about that, but yeah, it is. Early money, You said so Elena, much, oh, you said so much
1: money, money, and I immediately was like. None
0: of us are even 30 so yet. And there's, the is like, oh, none no, of us no. are even 30 yet. We still have ideas of how to be better than we mm, are today. Right. Yeah, Even though we think You're we're
1: right. trash.
3: What made her think about student loans?
0: Listen, we almost done with this shit. But anyway, student loans are trash, but we will not we're saving that for a whole nother day and an episode. Because I'm sure by the next time we do it we'll still be paying student loans. So it's all good. <laughs> but um yeah. We're doing all doing big things and I'm excited. And yeah, I don't wanna get to the point where I'm rambling. So I'm gonna just sit my ass down and I'm gonna let you have it. What's your positive thought from all this, man? Give uh, the
4: people it. I was just saying that. <laughs> are you put me on the spot. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, look, I'm making you be great. Yeah. Do y'all uh,
3: want us to close
1: the uh, show? We y- we 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 can we
2: can we can. Yeah, we can let like the ladies close out.
4: I listen to J. Cole Middle Child on the way over here. No. I, I'll ah, say that. <laughs> and okay. I let them close okay. after that.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair.
1: well this has
3: been a lovely episode Um, no it has been great it's good to kind of have this crossover I know we are all on the same similar journeys but you know different paths at the same time Um, but at the end of the day we're all still supporting each other in the background and things like that so hopefully for everybody that's listening you know it's exciting for us to be able to, like, speak to the Mental Matters audience and likewise to have you all, you know, kind of become exposed to our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how y'all like to close y'all things out, but, you know, we got little social medias and things like that. Um, we have Let a website. You can visit yeah. us at she2stem.com. Uh, Mental Matters website coming soon. Hey!
0: Yeah. Shout out
1: to the designer.
2: She's dope uh, as let's as shit. Let's
1: see. Mm-hmm. Elena knows our Elena, you, you, you. Okay. You, you, <laughs> right. You, I'm got, usually the closed-out Okay, so we're happy to be here with you all today We hope you enjoyed us So if you want to have any questions You want to join us, listen to our podcast That's She2STEM That is 2 as in T-O-O And um, also you can reach us there That's all for our social media handles Our website, She2STEM.com As well as um, listen to our podcast On Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud iHeartRadio Any of those sub-apps That's all we have on our end.
0: They are booked and busy. Yeah, I hearten this thing. Well, on the same likely note, we are the gentlemen of the Mental Matters Podcast. We're helping to redefine what man up means properly for the culture. Um, Please follow us on all social media. On Instagram, at Mental Matters Podcast. Search us on Facebook, at Mental Mental Matters Podcast Community. And on Twitter, at Mental Matters P. And if you'd like to email us... Feel free to email us at mental matters podcast at gmail with website coming soon. Yep. Hey. Mm-hmm. Bye. Peace.
2: Bye. <laughs>